Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Second hour, everybody, as we say hello to you on the Big Talker 1700, Jimmy B and TC. You can always get in on the program, 264-1700. Right now, Zach Reimer, Major League Baseball for Bleacher Report. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Zach, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? We're doing great. Uh, set us up right now because this is a heavy Cubs territory here in Des Moines since we have their AAA team here, the I-Cubs. The Cubs, losers of six straight, now get St. Louis in town who are coming off a win over the Dodgers. Lance Lynn on the mound against Lackey today. Do the Cubs slide continue, and do the Cardinals find success at Wrigley Field? Ooh, okay. Uh, you know, I kind of fall back to the kind of the, the law of averages on this one. I have kind of maintained that they're a better team than they've shown all year, and I don't think they're going to stay on pace to lose the rest of the games they play this season. So... Going back home, I think they kind of. I, I'll take them to snap out of it. Uh, not that I don't have serious concerns about the Cubs, but I think they're going to take some games in this series. Mm-hmm. Well, the com- concerns with the Cubs are pretty immense right now, and, and you go through from what has happened with this team, the struggles with runners in scoring position, defensive issues, and because of those defensive issues, the step back that uh, the pitching staff has taken and on and on, trying to fix that number five spot in the rotation. I mean, there are a ton of different things that you can get into here, and you look at with the Cubs. In your mind, what's the biggest reason? We know it's a little piece of everything. What's the biggest concern in your mind for the Cubs? Uh, you know, it's easy to fall on things like the number five spot in the rotation. It's easy to point to Jake Arrieta. Um, but I think what really kind of drove the success for the team last year, which is the lineup was functional in every which way. Uh, just depth in terms of hitting from top to bottom of the, of the lineup and also really good defense at pretty much every position. Uh, that's just not there this year. They have maybe two or three guys who are reliable offensively, if that, uh, and defensively just has not been the kind of slick show that it was last year. And you kind of sit there and you go, oh, they're terrible runners in scoring position. I think that's not really the problem. It's that the problem with that is it's so visible because they're so starved for runs that when they actually get runners on base and they don't come home, it hurts that much more. Uh, but the reality is, I mean, they're 11th in the National League in OPS. Uh, they're 11th in slugging. They're 8th in on-base percentage. The lineup is just not functioning. Um, and when that's happening, you know, the other problems are serious too, but that is just, that's an anchor. That's an anchor around their ankles, man. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely right about that. Uh, let's stay here then with uh, the regional teams. Uh, we'll go to Kansas City. Uh, only what six games out, but they just can't seem. The Royals just can't seem to really get anything going. Do their struggles continue all season, or does that change in your estimation? Yeah, I think they're they're pretty much spent in terms of their window of contention. Uh, you know, things went south pretty dramatically last year, and 
just ever since that 2015 championship run, you've seen the pieces fall off the team. Uh, to a point where coming into this season, you could look at them and say, like, well, maybe if absolutely everything goes right, they could be a contender. But everything, absolutely everything, that never goes right. I mean, you actually need to have, like, depth of talent, just depth of various positions. They just don't have that this year. Um, so I, I, I don't think they're going to turn it around is the, the short answer here. Uh, offensively, they're just not there. Pitching-wise, it's not there. Uh, I think what's far more likely to happen is that they kind of see the writing on the wall. They sell off the pieces that they have to sell, and they do have quite a few. Uh, and they go into kind of a rebuilding, retooling phase because that's pretty much their only option at this juncture. So they had a good run. It was never going to last forever, and we're seeing uh, we're seeing the end of it play out. Well, with that at the top of the division, uh, one of the biggest surprises in all of baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Eric Thames with a home run the other day after his hot start had cooled off, but uh, a bunch of big boppers, some young guys that have come up and, and started to play well, Arcia, Santana, a few others uh, that have been up there. But a lot of people say it's it's not the here and now, it's the future when you look at their minor league system and, and what that front office has done replenishing the farm system for Milwaukee. Let's play this game, Zach. Let's say we get to the middle of July. They're still up by a couple of games on the Cardinals, uh, on the Cubs, and, and it looks like even if they don't win the division, they have a real opportunity to be a playoff team as a wild card. Do you mortgage at least a little bit of the future to make some moves, or do you play it, slow play it, realizing that the future is really where it is for Milwaukee? I, you know, I think they... Right, without any inside information, I assume that they would kind of see this season for what it is, and that's that they're just they're ahead of schedule. Uh, that's not to downplay how they've won games. They have been quite good, and coming into the year, I uh, not to toot my own horn or anything, but actually did kind of identify them as a team that could be better than expected because of the mashers they had in their lineup and some decent pitching here and there as well. Uh, but. No, I don't think, uh, you know, if they're still leading the uh, NL Central or in contention in the NL Central, they're going to sell off the farm to go get some superstar players in trades. I think they're, what they're going to do is maybe, say, get some small parts that will maybe help them contend to the end. But the big prize for this team, I think, is still the future because they still have quite a bit of talented prospect depth down on the farm, whether you're talking about a Lewis Brinson, a Corey Ray, a Josh Hader, on and on down the line. And the other thing you have to keep in mind is that the team they have at the major league level this year is not at all a last hurrah team. There are a lot of young guys who are under control for the long haul. So you kind of let them develop and you keep adding to them within house pieces as you go forward. And eventually you can build a super team. This is kind of what the Cubs did for many years. The Astros are kind of reaping the benefits of it now. This is just kind of how you build a super team in this day and age. And when you're in a small market like Milwaukee, that's you almost have no choice but to go that route. So, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was actually done. So go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, you referenced the Astros, so that that was going to be my next question. And you said kind of like a a super team. Do you consider them right now the best team in baseball, or are there other teams that you think are better than them? They're just uh, off to a really good start. 
Ooh, that's a really good question. Uh, that's why they pay me I the big bucks. That's I get the big money. Yeah, for this. yeah, yeah. I you know I don't think of them as a perfect team, kind of like last year's Cubs were, where okay. they were good at hitting, they were good at fielding, they had great starting pitching, and they had a great bullpen. They literally could do nothing wrong. The Astros, they do have some weaknesses here and there. Their starting rotation is not that deep. Certain parts of their bullpen not that strong, but I mean, just the amount of depth they have in that lineup, the amount of superstar talent that they have in the right spots, like the top of their rotation, the back end of their bullpen, they're strong in all the places where you absolutely need to be strong. Uh, I don't think they're going to win 115 games or whatever they're on pace for. That's a bit much to ask, but um, especially given the way the American League is set up where there's a lot of mediocrity um, and they're really, really good, I I totally have them pegged for a hundred win season. I think they're they're the best possible version of what they could have been going into the season, and they're they've simply been kind of a, a juggernaut. So I do not doubt them at all. I think they're a terrific team. Uh, take me to an interesting developing story happening down in tax, Texas. Former closer Sam Dyson has been absolutely brutal this year. Uh, some of the worst numbers that you see out of a, a guy in high leverage situations. Velocity still there. He's still pumping it up there in the mid-90s, but seemingly has completely lost it this year. Uh, looks like the Rangers are trying to trade him. What's going on with Dyson, and, and is there a contender or two that makes sense to make a trade here in the beginning of June? You know, I can't claim to have watched every appearance he's made this season, mm-hmm. but from what I've seen, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where the velocity may be there, but the action on his pitches doesn't look like it's there. And it seems to me that like there could be something off in his delivery, whether it's uh, he could be hiding an injury or maybe just mechanically out of whack. He's throwing just a lot of flat pitches in very bad locations, and when that happens, you know your numbers go up. Uh, you know it'll be interesting to see if they can trade him, if they can get anything for him. Um, but you know they're. There are always teams in need of bullpen help, and he would be a guy that I assume would be taken on as a reclamation project, not by a contender, but maybe by a team that could turn him into something by the trade deadline or a trade piece over the winter. I don't know, maybe a team like the Padres or the Reds or the Phillies, the Marlins. You kind of focus more on kind of the bottom dwellers and the top teams because for as impressive as his track record is, I don't think you want to take the chance of saying like, oh yeah, if we get him figured out, he could really help us uh, for a postseason run. Uh, that's, you know, yeah, I just don't know. You know, you sit and you, because it's such a long season and people get like, I'll just use the Cubs fans because they've dropped six in a row and everybody's in panic mode and jumping off bridges into the river. But they've only played a little more than the third of the season. And doesn't it really start to shake itself out after the All-Star break? Is that fair? Or, I mean, we're just going through preliminary stuff, right, till we get there. Yeah, you know, um, I th- actually at this point I kind of sympathize with anybody who's feeling kind of nervous or is, you know, pulling the other Rob Schneider card in the water boy where he goes, oh, no, we suck again. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I because we're we're out of small sample size territory. That's the reality. I mean, you, after April, you can say, okay, we'll give it some time. After two months, I mean, that's you kind of know what you have and what you don't have. Um, so the hope, the hope, you know, even when the Cubs were ridiculously good last year, they did have a stretch in kind of the middle of the season where they did have some trials and tribulations, and they had to kind of figure some things out. So maybe you just sit there and assume, like, well, maybe they're just getting that stretch out of the way at the beginning of the year this time. Um, and I do think the one thing you can focus on with the Cubs is that, you know, for the most part, this has been just guys not performing. You know, it's not like they, they do have some injuries. I mean, I guess Brett Anderson could be missed. But for the most part, yeah, it's just guys not living up to their talent level and or their track record. I'd much rather have that as a problem than the entire team being injured, like you know, something that's going on with the Seattle Mariners or the Mets or the Giants. So that's kind of the bright side here. They have serious problems, but the answer is just the patience could be the answer here. Talking baseball with Zach Reimer here on the uh, Draft House 50 hotline. Uh, Zach, uh, a trek up with my team, the Minnesota Twins. They get it done last night in comeback fashion against their old teammate, Alex Meyer, mm-hmm. who's up there, throws it hard. Uh, it doesn't always know where it's going to go, but he looked good for the Angels last night. Regardless of that, we saw their bullpen struggle. Dyson, who we talked about a little bit ago, maybe it makes some sense uh, for the Twins. But uh, this team, the staying power, it doesn't appear likely. It doesn't look like a team that is going to be able to contend, at least for this season. But do you like the development, and, and can you see what, what the new GM DM, uh, group up there is doing with uh, Thad Levine, uh, along with Derek Falvey? Do you like the direction of the Twins? I do, because it just seems like they actually have a direction for once. Uh, for years there, basically started in 2011, it's just like, what is this team supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Like They were rebuilding for a while there, but it's like, what, what are you rebuilding here? And really going into, you could see kind of coming into the, out of the offseason, uh, you know, adding Jason Castro, sticking with Byron Bucks in center field, putting Max Kepler in right field, it's like, okay, well, at the very least, maybe this team could be better defensively. And they've been a lot better defensively. And that's had a huge impact on that pitching staff, which is overachieved, but it's overachieved in a reasonable way in that they're just letting the guys with the gloves do the hard work. And also having Jason Castro behind the plate, who's a terrific pitch framer, that makes an issue too, or makes a difference too. Um, so they're kind of benefiting from these, Subtle, not very sexy strengths that you know don't maybe don't show up in a box score, but can make a difference. And also, you know, it, it helps to have Miguel Sano turning into one of the great baseball crushers in the league. Sure. And also to have Jose Barrios finally kind of turn a corner. He always had the stuff. Now he knows what he's doing with it. Um, he's had several starts where he's been really, really impressive. And it's nice to see the Twins have an actual power pitcher that they developed. So things are going, uh, you know, it's not flawless. I kind of agree that the staying power of this isn't very believable. But at least they have an identity now, and at least they have something to spring themselves forward on. Uh, take me out west where Arizona, Colorado, and Los Angeles are all together. Uh, the Dodgers are roughly a half game back. That's it. Um, does it surprise? I mean, we all knew the Dodgers were going to be there. Is it shocking that Arizona and Colorado are playing so well uh, this late into the first part of the season? I'd say Arizona more than the other two. Uh, 
they were bad last year, just bad. Um, and it sure seemed like this was going to be the year where they kind of primed themselves for a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what they had in mind is to just let their pitching try to make a go of it in terms of bouncing back from what was just a, a god-awful season last year. And it's working. Zach Greinke's been terrific. Robbie Ray has been terrific. They've gotten some good stuff out of Tywon Walker when he's been healthy. Uh, bullpen certainly has issues, but when you have good starting pitching, that's a pretty good way to downplay that. And the other thing is that um, going back to 2015, when they had kind of a solid season, the thing that drove it all was their offense and defense. Um, and none of the really key parts from that unit departed. And it's kind of it's kind of come back this year. So it makes sense. Uh, I can admit that I was dead wrong about them. I didn't give them a fair chance to bounce back and to, and to be the team that they had the potential to be. So hats off to them. Uh, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. You know, they do Dodger things and be Dodgers. They're fine. Um, and the Rockies, it's just their bullpen. I mean, the, the other, like the offense hasn't been Rocky-like. Starting pitching has been kind of hit or miss. They're closing out games. They're getting leads, and that's it. So uh, we'll see if they can hold that up. You always kind of wonder about a, a Rockies team that's getting by on pitching, whether that can last. But um, good for them, too. Absolutely. I Zach. like the way he phrased it. He says, Dodgers doing Dodger things. That's a good way to put it. Good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, you have a good weekend. Uh, looking forward to talking a lot here throughout the summer months. A lot of good baseball going on. And a big one starting here in about a minute. We'll let you get to it with the Cubs and Cards. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Zach. See you, buddy. There you go. Major League Baseball, Bleacher Report on the Draft House 50 Hotline. So it's a big day, Jimmy B. Yeah. No, big day. National Donut Day today. It is National Donut Day. So, is, what is your favorite? Uh, I like a good Long John. Not with crap in the middle. Oh, okay. Don't give me the, none the, of that the, jelly. The, the jelly or the I don't, cheese. You no know, custard. Yeah. None of that crap. Yeah. Just a good chocolate Long John. Okay. That is my favorite. I have two. Two. I'm a glazed donut guy. Yeah. And a cinnamon roll guy. Cinnamon roll isn't really a Donut. I know, I know, but it's in a the it's, breakfast pastry it's, kind of thing. Yeah, it's okay, in the donut right. category. Right, right. So coffee, mm-hmm. glazed donut, yeah, or cinnamon roll. Man, I'm good. That's that's how you like to start off a good national weekend. National Donut Day. Now, how often do you eat those donuts? Yes, I wish it was daily. I wish I could get away with that. <laughs> I, I love. Donuts. I, I love donuts too. Oh, they're so good. Uh Probably every two weeks. I treat myself about twice a month. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Yep. One of those mornings where you're kind of dragging. What I need to do? Yeah, I'm gonna. I need to stop, grab something to drink, yeah. and I'm gonna get a donut. I'm going too. to a Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' yep. Donut. Yeah. I I like Casey's. Yeah. I love High V. They have the best Long Johns. QT even has some good Long Johns. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have Long John pajamas. There's a there's a QT not far from us, and sometimes when I get because I don't drink coffee. Oh, okay. But I drink Diet Mountain Dew, and I'll get my Diet Mountain Dew for the day. And wait, uh, but you yeah, drink? Do you drink Diet Mountain Dew like when you get up in the morning? Not, no, not like. Oh, okay. But as I'm making my way around, okay. after I drop off Ella, get my day started, start hitting hitting the trail for the day, start working on things. Okay. I'll stop off, or if I don't have anything at home, grab that Diet Mountain Dew. No, it's not. 
Not like with my breakfast. I'm sucking diet. I was diet just going to say, jeez. That'd be bad. Cereal work. and diet do. <laughs> that is bad, bad stuff. <laughs> we need a break. When we come back on the other side, college football conversation. Uh-huh. Ben Kirchival, he's going to join us coming up on the other side here. It's June. That means we're a month closer, Jimmy, being I a like football it. season. Yeah. We'll try to bridge that gap even more with some more football talk. Ben Kirchival next from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Kubota's Orange Opportunity Sales Event is going on now. Take on the tough jobs in a powerful Kubota Standard L-Series. With the right combination of dependable horsepower and ease of operation, they're perfect for the independent property owner. Now get financing as low as 0% APR for up to 84 months. Now through June 30th, 2017. Call toll-free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in Des Moines, just off I-80 on 2nd Avenue. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. You can't get any fresher than your own vegetable garden. Right now at the Home Depot, one gallon Bonnie veggies and herbs are not only as fresh as you can get, but you can get three of them for only 12 bucks. That's not only thinking green, that's saving green. So pass the salad and stop and smell the rosemary. It's easy. When you fill your cart with one gallon Bonnie veggies and herbs, three for just 12 bucks. Now at the Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Out through July 12th, Continental US only, see store for details. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is a message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000. Whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon. Sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. 3, 2, 1. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A. DirecTV select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B. Monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C. Reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV $180 for internet equipment, non return, other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Welcome back in, everybody. We continue all the way till 3 today. We'll keep you updated on what's happening with the uh, Cubs and Cards uh, as they get things underway in Chicago today. See if the Cubs can snatch a, a snap a six-game losing skid. Losing to the Padres. Get swept at San Diego. It happens. It's baseball, Jimmy B. Jeez, but boy. Yeah, they that's, were probably, that's a tough one to swallow. They were probably all out at Mission Beach. That's where they probably were. Ah, you think so? Probably. What was the excuse in L.A.? You know, you can find trouble wherever you go, Jimmy That's B. true. Yeah. Lord knows I have. <laughs> It's true. Me too. <laughs> you can find trouble in Mitchell, Every, Iowa. That's true. Everywhere. You, you can find trouble anywhere. I've never, I don't even know where Mitchell is, so I don't have to worry about that town. That town is safe. It's, uh, well, there's a bar called the Dam Bar. The who? The Dam Bar. The Dam Bar. The Dam Bar. D A M N? No, just D A M. Because it's right next to the Dam. Dam. The Dam Bar. The Dam Bar. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, good. Your kind of place. Is it? They, uh, I don't know if they'd serve your kind there. They got live music. I don't know if they serve my kind. You're a little little too highfalutin (laughs) to be hanging out in Mitchell. All right, so I got to have a little pinch between the cheek and gum and have a little spittle coming down. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Cut off uh, blue jean shorts where the strings are hanging down. Yeah, yeah. And a wife beater shirt. You got the look. Perfect. A river rat from Mitchell, Jimmy B. That'll be me. We make the smooth transition to Ben Kirchival from CBSSports.com. Oh, I, I bet he likes that one. Ben's a Texas guy. He probably knows a, a couple of hey, rough around in, the edges people. Yeah, I worked in Dallas, Ben. I, I'm in Austin, man. We just, like, we're just kale people. And we're <laughs> the, the And old... we're, we're hipsters and vinyl. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to move, actually. I'm moving into, like, this old West Austin neighborhood. And I, I love it, like. It's there's, you know, these old houses and everyone's been living there for years and they've all got like their Black Lives Matter sign on the front yard. I'm like, I'm like, this is my these are my people. Like, I am just I am with all the weird hippies on the I am just I'm amongst them. It's great. That's Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to guess that the only time you see people with uh, cut off shorts and wife beaters as they're walking around is ironically, right? Yeah, everything's so. So here's my question now: Is so Austin's such a microbrew town? You yes, know, like so every, everything became such a so big on microbrews, which is great. I don't I don't drink as much beer as I used to, but I, I still enjoy good you know the good craft beers that we have in Austin. 
But now it's like, now it's so, such a thing now that it's like now we're going back to like big box things. Like now we're going back to like Bud Light and it's, and I'm sitting there like, uh-huh. I don't know where I need to go now because now it's like, I like microbrews and everyone's like, dude, that's like, that was five years ago. Now we're back on Bud Light. I'm like, I can't keep up. Man. <laughs> All right. Here's my, here's my question to you. The two biggest stars that live in Houston, Matthew McConaughey and the undertaker. I, li- I live in Austin. I mean, Austin live in Austin, okay. Matthew McConaughey and the undertaker. Is that, is that a question or is that a statement? That's a statement. You said it was a okay. question. I didn't know where no, the question no, was No, they either. both live there. Ben, ben I'm struggling yeah. with you. The two biggest stars. The two biggest stars in Houston. Those two guys. Okay. The, yeah, so, what? Well, so, yes, absolutely. Yes, on, on McConaughey, do, do he's you, around. Do you ever run into him? <laughs> yeah, I run into Matthew McConaughey all the time. <laughs> I'm, over at his, I'm over at his Lake Travis house playing bongos with <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. You know, the best is, and I got friends. The best is when South by comes in. When South yeah. by Southwest uh-huh. comes in, and you get the influx of celebrities. I have a friend who who owns a owns one of the bars, and who was it was Jason Sudeikis was over here playing bartender one time at South by uh-huh. while, while I was actually I was in the same bar and Jason Sudeikis was playing playing bartender and Doug Benson was up there at the bar drinking. And then another time, he kicked the Olsen twins out of out of his bar. Wow, <laughs> he kicked the Olsen twins out. That's great. Yeah. We don't get stories like that no, around here. No, it doesn't happen yeah. here. No. Oh, that's good yeah. stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, uh, we are completely off the rails. As that happens in June, Ben, uh, mm-hmm. how about you? You're on the college football beat over at CBSSports.com. Uh, you mentioned to me right before you came in, you're, you're searching for some ideas, and you got some fun things brewing, but... At this point, uh, is it just wait-and-see mode until we get into media days? It'll kick off with the SEC media days. Or can you really start to get some real good content at this point in your mind? Well, it's, the only thing really going on now is the spring meetings. Um, and, you know, with today, the SEC amended that grad transfer rule. So right. now it's really the only thing people need to know on a big scale is that it, it clears the, the path from Malik Zaire to, to go to Florida if he wants to go to Florida. A lot of people think that he that's where he's leaning and he was waiting. The longer he was waiting to announce, the, the more likely it is that he was going to go to Florida. So that probationary period has been reduced from three years to one year. So that, that's really the only kind of you know, newsy item we got. But, you know, here's what we're lacking this year. Uh, you know, we don't, Big 12 expansion is not a thing, which for the first time in, you know, however many off seasons, it's the first time we really haven't talked about it. Uh, you know, and we don't, and I, I don't, I say this as kind of, you know, we, we become so numb to it in, in media because it's, it's all story and there's a story cycle to it. But, you know, we don't have a Baylor this year. You know, we don't, we, there's not a huge off season scandal or, or story. So, we're kind of just, and, and there's not huge major safety rule changes. I mean, that was about a year or so ago. We're mm-hmm. we're kind of in the middle of that cycle, so we, we don't really have that either. So, right now, we're just listening to how you know great everyone is because everyone's zero zero. You know, everyone's undefeated until we get going. So, it's uh, it's it's a little dry out there, but you know, it's it, it, I think that's kind of good. I I'm of the mindset, even though it's terrible for our traffic numbers i'm i'm of the mindset it's like it's june man go outside like give college football a break <laughs> yeah. for like two months and you know it'll be there when you get back 
Ben Kersifal is our guest, CBSSports.com. He joins us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Ben, you referenced Baylor. Hmm. Trent and I just talked about the money that was dished out to the respective Big 12 teams. Roughly $35 million, It's uh, 34.8, so it's $35 million per school. But then Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, says, well, we're withholding $6 million from Baylor. Why? Well, they're well, Why? they're well because they're they're working on the audit right now, and I, I don't know when that'll be done. I, I expect they'll get that back at a certain point. You know, they I think Baylor announced it was like last month or maybe April or something like that. They announced that they they were actually up and operational as far as those 105 recommendations go. I, it, the thing about it, this is what's so difficult about the Baylor situation okay. is they're going to learn their lesson through lawsuits and boy, they are dealing with a whole bunch of them right now. I think they're up to seven with 15 different plaintiffs. Um, And so they're going to learn their lesson through lawsuits. The NCAA learned its lesson from Penn state. They're not, they might be, you know, poking around and feeling around, but I think you might see, you know, well, we found impermissible benefits related to that. That's going to be the extent that you see, I think, the NCAA taking action. They had to walk everything back from Penn State. So I don't think you're going to see them bring the hammer down there. If the Big 12, you know, the other thing is, well, the Big 12 needs to kick Baylor out. Do you know the logistical nightmare that's associated with that? I mean, you have to be, and it's not like Bob Bowlesby is going to go up there and do it. Remember, he represents. The, the presidents and the chancellors of, of that conference. So the nine other individuals have to come together collectively and say the message that we are going to send and any impact and consequence that we deal with from that, the message has to be bigger than us, and we are willing to deal with all of the fallout associated with that. It's not like you can just cut ties with somebody and, and there's a seamless transition to, into what happens next. So I don't think you're going to see anything happen to Baylor from that athletic standpoint. They're going to learn their lesson from all the lawsuits that that's going on. And frankly, the only other, the, the culture change for them, it doesn't end with Art Browns getting fired and Ken Starr resigning. And all that. It starts with that. You know, Matt Rule had a really good, you know, interview with ESPN a week or two ago and he was like, we, we need to kind of reshape how we talk about rape culture and sexual assault. But, and as a Southern Baptist institution, that's not really historically in Baylor's wheelhouse. That's not an easy thing for them to talk about. It's not an easy thing for, for anyone else to talk about. But the conversation has to start somewhere, and Rule's doing a really good job of, of actually bringing that up and reshaping it. Ben, uh... I want to get your thoughts as a bunch of releases came out earlier this week with start times for uh, some of the big games. Week one, uh, the big games are set TV-wise. The Big Ten starts their agreement with Fox, and we've seen the Big 12 that has had a portion of their rights go that direction, the Pac-12 as well. Uh, As you look at the Big Ten, we know the amount of money that Fox is putting into this to get those Tier 1 rights and, and to get the first pick every year, which will be Ohio State, Michigan. Is this a good move for the Big Ten, though, after everything that they've got, the connection with ESPN? Is it uh, something that could, in the end, backfire even with the money that they're going to get? Or do you think this is going to be a good thing for both partners? As long as the money's flowing in for them, it's it's fine. I, I, the, 
And look, I, I don't claim to be one of those guys who's in the beat of covering coverage, right? There's a yeah, whole yeah. thing out there of guys who cover other media entities. And I, I don't understand, in the in infamous words of Daryl Walter, if I don't understand it and I don't like it, I just, <laughs> I, that's not, that's not my thing. And so I, I can't tell you what's good or bad for the big 10. What's what I just, as long as the money's flowing in, it's fine. And they're, they're the, the only thing that I can really comment on is, is the cord cutting that we've seen uh, with major outlets. And look, I, Streaming's not there yet. It's not. But I, in the next decade, it's probably going to be. And I don't know what that means for this sport. I don't know what it means for everything else involved in it. I just know that it's changing. And so it, I think as we go through these media rights deals, you know, it, it used to be the real measuring contest was in how big your stadiums were and how great your facilities were. Then the next measuring stick was, you know, how big was your media rights deal? And did, you know, did you have an individual one like the Longhorn Network? And they, so that became the new, this is how big and great we are. And I think just like everything else that changes. So I, in the next decade, it's probably going to be something else. I mean, that, that's not the only thing that I can say as it, as it pertains to how much money these individual schools are getting from their media rights payout. How come we still haven't heard anything on North Carolina? I'll tell you what, though, Southern Illinois' this women's volleyball team is going to get the hammer for, <laughs> you know, whatever happens. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Yeah. Just keep making, keep making your jokes. Yes. That's not the only thing we're going to get. Wow, that's incredible, Ben. That just surprises the hell out of me. Hey, uh, yeah. you know, Ben, you're down there in Austin. Uh, we, we got a lot of questions about how things are going to work for Her- Herman in year one. We were looking at the Iowa State-Texas game. It'll be on a Thursday coming up at the end of September. Uh, I want to get your perspective first just on the Cyclones. As you look at them, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of expectations from the Cyclone fan base right now that this team can be good enough to get to six wins and get bowl eligible. From your outpost, a guy that covers the Big 12 a lot, but you're away from uh, us up here in Iowa. Is that a realistic expectation for the fans? Man, I was so bullish on Iowa State for like the last three years of Paul Rhodes' tenure, and each time it just came back and it bit me in the butt. And I, so I feel like I need to learn my lesson. Matt Campbell, you know, I looked at Iowa State last year, and I can't watch him all twelve times a, a year, but the times that I did see Iowa State, what I saw was Matt Campbell putting them in a position to win in the first half, and then realizing you just don't have the horses in the final thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's that's just what it is. And you you can try to recruit Iowa State's a tough place to recruit. Paul Rhodes tried to fix it with JUCO guys; it didn't work. Uh, that's a that's a tough patch, I think, uh, to to try to put over that hole. But if you're Matt Campbell, it's like, all right, well, we we've got to figure out a way to to get the players in who can finish those final 30 minutes. You have a couple bright spots. Like Alan Lazard's a great player. And I think you have some offensive weapons that you need to have in the big 12 in order to make a game at a couple of these conference, uh, conference matchups. It's, it's just a long way to go. It's, it's really hard when you're a, a program like Iowa state doesn't have a natural recruiting base plays in a round robin schedule, which was maybe the worst thing that could have happened to Iowa state when the big 12 went back down to 10 members, uh, when you have those things going against you, uh, you got to find a, a way to zag when everyone else zigs. That's why, and I'm not saying this is 
they shouldn't have hired Matt Campbell. But that's why you bring in a guy like a Willie Fritz or someone who does something so different that it forces everyone else to prepare for you extra hard for a week. And maybe that gives you a few more wins and you schedule easy non-conference. Don't schedule Northern Iowa, for God's sakes. Right. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And you, you try to find some different ways to, to piece it all together. So Matt Campbell is clearly a good coach. He just has a really long way to go. Maybe they build upon it this year. I, I don't know that they get necessarily to six wins. Matt, we're talking to Ben Kersival right now on the Draft House 50 Hotline. We're doing some college football conversation with him. When when you assess everything that has taken place so far, in how many years have we had the uh, the final four? This is three years, so this will be year uh, going into four. This will yeah. be four coming up. Are you good with the way that it is, or are you on the let's expand to eight and then just leave it there? No, I'm fine with how it is. I think we just got to call it for what it is. Like, to me, last year, Penn State was the fourth best team at the Uh end of the year. And, look, they chose Ohio State because they're Ohio State. And And really, I guess if you want to get technical about it, they chose Washington over Penn State, right? Well, Washington was the fourth seat. But here's what you got. You, you got an Alabama-Washington semi, which people knew Alabama was going to win. They did. They rolled. And it, even if Washington was healthy, I don't think they would have won that game. Mm-hmm. And then you got Clemson and Ohio State, which was supposed to be the big semifinal. It wasn't. But you got Clemson-Alabama in the rematch. Would that have happened if Alabama and Clemson played in a semi? No. Obviously not. So – the playoff has been about getting a lot of those blue blood programs in there, creating enticing matchups. And so if you want to view it from that frame, then yes, the playoff has accomplished exactly what it's supposed to accomplish. And it's doled out a lot of money in the process. But if you're saying who are the four best teams, either over the course of the season or who's playing the, the best football right now, and you select the four teams there, then no, it hasn't done that. But again, you're asking it, to do something else entirely. I thought Penn State was the fourth best team. We've concentrated so much on the importance of conference championships over the first two years. Mm-hmm. Penn State goes and wins the Big Ten, and suddenly the divisions are fouled up. Suddenly conference championships aren't the end-all, be-all. Right. And it's like, why are we moving the goalpost if it was so important for those first two years? Just say you don't want Penn State in the playoff. If you're just honest about it, and don't be intellectually insulting to me, then we'll be fine. All right, but that's my point then about the eight, because if we would have had eight, Penn State, USC, both would have been in. But then you're also, I mean, look, was USC the third best team by the end of the year? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. but, but are you also willing to look over three losses? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, look, I'm fine with four. I gave you my caveat as to why I think there's some inconsistencies with the four. I'm fine with four because I'm fine with the drama that it creates. Okay. Do I want to add an extra game uh, if you've lost three during the season? I'm fine with it, but is, is that what the, you know, does that, uh, does that lessen the strength of the regular season? Yeah, it does. Let's just be honest about it. It does. And then on top of that, does it reduce the drama? Yeah, it does. And then do you want to add an extra game for a few teams when you're not paying the players? No, I don't want to do that. So I'm fine with four. Okay. You don't want to devalue the regular season too much. And that's, 
I think the biggest knock against going to eight. With that, Ben, we are out of time. Appreciate it. Enjoy Austin. Enjoy the move. And we'll be talking to you soon here down the road. All right. I'll say hi to Matthew McConaughey. I was just, yeah, I was just going to say, call us when you got him there. We'd like to have him on the show. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Ben. See you, Ben. There you go. CBS Sports, great stuff. I love talking to him. This is fun. On the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. We got a quick break, right? And then we, we then we got to come right back. Absolutely. It's the Big Talker 1700. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker 1700 KVGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. If your A.C. isn't cold, head over to O'Reilly Auto Parts during Murray A.C. Month for a 20-ounce can of A.C. Pro R134A refrigerant with a gauge and hose on sale for $32.99 after mail-in rebate. Cool your A.C. system in three easy steps with a can of A.C. Pro at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Here's something very cool to kick off the summer. Memorial Day savings of up to 40% on appliance special buys at the Home Depot. Get a Whirlpool stainless steel top freezer refrigerator for just $498. You save over $250. Its LED interior lighting truly puts your food in the spotlight. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. With up to 40% off appliances at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bound through June 7th, U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Yeah, sure, come on in. Yeah, I was wondering if you... Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I just need to finish this sales report, and then I'll probably, I don't know, let me lie down for a bit. But I'm, I'm sure it'll go away. But the flames are getting bigger. Sh- shouldn't I... Your hair, there's so much fire. No, 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 I'll be fine. What can I help you with? Oh, dear. Well, at least we know the sprinkler system works. You wouldn't ignore this. So why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly experiences numbness of the face, arm, or leg, or a sudden trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, don't wait to get help. Call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. You don't need... 
more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. Uh, we've got John Cannon coming up in the next hour, what, around 2.15, 2.20, right in there? You got it. And we'll, uh, do, we'll really get into the uh, NBA Finals with him. Last night, look, the uh, first half was unbelievable. And then at the opening of the third period... Golden State went on a run, and uh, Cleveland just couldn't keep up at all. So, I'm look, I, I've seen this show before with Cleveland losing the first game, and then they lost the second game last year as well there, mm-hmm. and then still found a way to win the title. But Trent Durant is the major difference, and, and rightfully so. He's an all-world player. We all know that. And it's difficult to guard everybody. You just can't. And even though the Cavs were in it in the first half, despite their shabby defense, all of the turnovers, particularly LeBron James, well, all the turnovers he had in the second quarter, had six in the second quarter, just himself, and the lack of help, that he got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love did their thing. Love had like 22 boards. But they got nothing from the bench. Corver, Tristan Thompson, who starts, didn't score. I mean, they had a three-pointer from J.R. Smith. That was it. They They got nothing from their bench in that game. And that can't be the case if Cleveland's going to have a chance. It's over, Jim. I'm not saying it's over. No, I I am. I'm telling you. As I told you yesterday. It's not over. I told you yesterday, it is over. You replace Harrison Barnes with Kevin Durant. Well, I know that. You replace an injured Steph Curry with a healthy one. Yes. You replace the depth that we saw last year out of Cleveland with the team that they have today. You replace a team that actually was defensively proficient in Cleveland a year ago to what they are today. It's over, Jim. I, I know you love your NBA. I know you're hoping for something good here. I want something more than four games. You, you might get five. Maybe you'll get five. That's what I told you yesterday. I told you yesterday was going to be a blowout. You wouldn't listen to me. No, I, I, I thought Golden State would win. I said that. I just thought that the Cavs no, would didn't. be in it. You said yesterday no. Cleveland was winning game no. one. I said, I said, no, you asked me 
why why does everybody say well if you can steal game one and i said that's just just because the way that 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 particular stat seems to work i didn't say they were going to win game one yes, i would have liked them to have won game one you said to make a, it interesting that cleveland was going to win the series and that I they said, were I taking said game one i did say that I and then i tried would. to explain to you that i felt Cleveland had a better shot in Game 2 than they did in Game 1. You know, yes. Well, we'll find out Sunday oh, night if you you're right. So well, I already have been. I told you it was going to be a yeah, blow. Yeah, you were lucky. It was a blow. Yeah. Lucky. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Do you know, that it, you know that it beat the under? Yeah. The yeah. score beat the under right. in Vegas? Yeah. And Golden State scored 113? Mm-hmm. And they still beat the under. 91. I think a lot of people felt that... Cleveland was going to score a lot more than what they did. Oh, you no, know, you did. There, I did. They're shooting. Per- just well, listen to this. Kyle Korver was awful. O of three. Darren Williams. O of two. What you mean? These old guys aren't very good, Jim. They didn't score. They didn't help. Play out. the breaking Tristan, news sound. Tristan Thompson. O of three. Oh, it's terrible. He's going up against one of the best defensive players in the league in Draymond Green. I get that. That's what's going to happen. I get that. The series is over. I I know you're hopeful. I'm just hopeful that it was be a series. It's over, Jim. Oh, don't tell me that. Not after game one. Not after one game. I don't want to hear that. Playoffs sucked. The regular season sucked. This will go down. Boy, this is a super team. As one of the worst seasons in NBA history. And it makes the future the next two, three years... I think bad for the if league. If they keep that team together, absolutely. Uh, this is bad for the league. Yeah. Because I like NBA basketball. I, I like I, watching I know playoff you do. basketball. I know you do. And it's unwatchable. Yeah. This whole thing, the whole playoffs have been terrible. And now you have a team that even Cleveland doesn't have a shot against. Yeah. LeBron doesn't have a shot against. Man. What's the point of watching the next two or three years? That's a real concern for the NBA. I agree with you on that. Maybe uh, they'll they'll make a call and... Who's the uh, old referee they used to call up whenever they needed a fix? Like the Kings-Lakers series? Oh, Donahue? No. Oh, no. the guy, the guy the that got that, busted? He, yeah. He was the one that did it on his own. Oh, Mindy Rudolph? No, not Mindy Rudolph. That was 50 years ago. Daryl Garrettson. No, no. Dick Bavetta. Oh, I love Dick Bavetta. They called Dick Bavetta yeah. up, and he would fix the game. <laughs> He'd fix the game. Now he's, he's as old as you are. He's 92 years old. <laughs> Give Dick a call. Jimmy B can call it. It'll be just like the fixed games that Jim used to call. That's it. That's what we need to get back and make this thing a Oh, series. my God. Please just give me a game Sunday night. We are coming back on the other side, 2 o'clock hour. John Cannon will join us. And the Cubs it. still suck. And we'll get you an update coming up next here from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. You, soon. you don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite 515 262 Star. Call today for next day installation 515 262 Star. 
This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 6464 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code six four six four. Hi. A couple of weeks ago, my car started... Squealing? Yeah. So I want to replace my brake pads. Wow, you really know your stuff? Well, I've got a lot to do. I think I'm going to need some... uh... Coffee? Yeah. At Advance Auto Parts, we have the quality parts you want to get the job done. Okay, it's starting to feel really weird. Yeah, it's kind of my thing. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. The Home Depot has a new idea. Free carpet installation that means free carpet installation. Clearing out furniture? Free. Ripping out old carpet? No charge. Hauling it away? On the house. No hidden fees. Just free installation on carpet $699 or more. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Unique specialty items and requirements may be priced separately. Not valid in all markets. See HomeDepot.com for details. Offer ends June 7th. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net.